Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. A girl went back to Napoli because she missed the scenery, the native dances and the charming songs. But wait a minute, something's wrong. Mambo Italiano, eh, Mambo, Mambo Italiano, go, go, go. You mixed up Sigiliano, all you Calabrese do the Mambo like a crazy well, The Calabrese, the Barese, the Napolitano, the Siciliano, you see, Angelo Vivo. Yeah. Yeah, we, we also have Dr. Peter Michalos here. He Don't tell me he's part he, Italian. He's, uh, you know, <laughs> the, the, the island he's from, the island of Hios. Was Italian to 1544? 1566. It was a Genoese colony, and the uh, actually Christopher Columbus spent a year there, according to his records, because it was actually Italian. It was a Genoese colony, and some of the architecture is still there. And that's where some of the greatest navigation schools were in the ancient uh, world, were in the island of Chios. And the interesting history is that Columbus's real name was actually, his birth name was Cristoforo Colombo, and the... Uh, the Spanish called him uh, Cristobal Colon, and the official holiday, as we were telling Curtis before, was in 1937, and it was given to a concession because how poorly Italian-Americans were treated, and many uh, Greek-Americans weren't treated so well, too, in the beginning, but a lot of people don't know the history that in America's first foreign war uh, was the Barbary Wars, that there were Italian cannoneers who volunteered and helped Americans win their first foreign war and plant the first American flag on foreign soil, in May 1805, on the coast of Libya, and that was the Battle of Derna. So Italians were actually helping Americans fight their first foreign war. The other interesting thing is why we even have Columbus Day, because uh, what happened was, if you read the textbooks, American textbooks, they tell you that he was looking to find an alternate route to trade with the East. But why? Uh, tell us why, uh, Doc. <clears throat> because in 1453, when Constantinople fell, they had to find an alternate route because you couldn't go through the Bosphorus anymore to do silk trade, spice trade. So they were all looking, and it was affecting commerce. So they basically, the Spanish queen hired Columbus because he had a great reputation as being a navigator, and they had to bypass that whole system and find another route to get to the east, because once the Ottoman Empire controlled it, they uh, uh, implemented something called the Jizya tax, so a cup of tea, instead of being a dollar, became four dollars. It's like what we're dealing with now with oil. So that's the real history of why, and if you read an American textbook, it just says he had to find an alternate route to trade with the east, but then when you read, I read a Greek textbook, or when I spent some time at Oxford Library looking up some old documents, and it finally explained it to me why, because he, they had to, because they were no longer had access to the Bosphorus. Wow. See, 
And now our children, my, my sons, have no access to any information about Italian-American heritage or Christopher Columbus at all in the public schools, period. So to have that kind of knowledge would fortify just the basics. They had not even provided the basics, Angelo Vivio. Look at what Dr. Jess provided to us, a complete explanation of why he decided to go in the opposite direction. I want to bring him on a talking tour. Of- yeah, they, that was uh, incredible. I mean, uh, the, the knowledge. Well, they actually do teach it at some schools. For example, there's a school in Long Island called the Stony Brook School, a private high school. And I remember one of the students showing me his lessons plans, and they had a whole discussion on this, whereas in the public school you would never hear any never, of this stuff. Never. No longer. Revisionist history is prevailing right now, and that's a big problem. And I wish somebody would start something called the Founding Fathers Society, and we can start How learning some real history. How about the 1619 report? Which is absolute fiction. The 1690 report, fostered by the New York Times. Curtis. Yep. Uh, horror. Horror to say that the whole purpose of creating America, the reason that the pilgrims and the Puritans came over, was to start the slave trade and perpetuate it, which is nonsense. They were escaping tyranny from England where they couldn't practice the religion of their choice. And by the way, and who established the slave trade? The well, Africans. Of course. The initial African kings would then sell their their people uh, to the Dutch, to the English, to the other slave traders. There's a missing step there, and I found those papers, too, when I was oh, at man. Oxford. It was actually the Ottomans who were doing the transactions on the coast of Africa, and they ran those centers, and then they communicated with their proxies here in the United States, and a lot of them were actually in Rhode Island, and some of the biggest slave traders were in Rhode Island. But they were actually, yes, Africans, interwars, slaving, enslaving the prisoners of war, bringing them to the coast, and then the Ottomans controlled the slave trade at the coast and then transferred slaves, and people would go and purchase it. They never went inland to go grab slaves. That was already done for them. They just pulled up to the ports, collected, bought, and traveled away and distributed them to different parts of the world. Had no idea, Dr. Nicolosa, that had actually transpired. And this just tells you why we need more history. We need to have... WABC, that's what we're all about. There's stuff that that happens on WABC that that people say, my God, that really happened. You know, between Dr. Mihalos, our in-house genius, and uh, Dr. Sky that we we bring in to tell us about uh, uh, what's out there uh, on Mars or whatever. But... uh, it's getting the truth out and getting as much information out as we can. Absolutely. And we're just, uh, we've got to unite now, again, in unity to protect this holiday, to protect the statues and protect there the There was parades. some breaking news last night from another guy, uh, the CFO, which is like the treasurer of Florida, Jimmy Petronas. He was on last week. And uh, Dr. Mihalos, uh, uh, did you read about what happened in Florida with all the electric cars? Absolutely. And before I explain that, one of the things I just want everyone to get the message out to our kids, remembering our past to protect the future and keep repeating that. But going on to the electric cars two weeks ago, right here in studio, we talked about the flood. And I said that the salt water surges coming into Florida are going to cause electric cars to short circuit. Because when you're a prolonged exposure to salt water, guess what? Electricity passes through salt water. It causes corrosion in the batteries. And I just got a call from someone who had a building in Naples, and a lot of their uh, people who wanted all these electric cars in the basement and charging stations, now they're regretting it because they all started catching fire spontaneously. Oh and the problem with a 
battery fire from lithium is it puts out hydrogen cyanide. And the problem is that most fire departments are not able to put out these types of fires with conventional equipment. You need specialized equipment. If you use water, you need thousands and thousands of gallons. You need special chemical foams. The other thing, there's been an, uh, if you use a jaws of life on an electric car, nobody talks about it. You have the potential to be electrocuted, as one rescuer was once. That's why they do rubber handles. There's one state, actually, Rhode Island, that even wants the license plates marked so that the firefighters know how to approach an electric car. But this electric car issue in Florida, people don't realize all these submerged cars that the motors, the batteries, they get destroyed, and basically they're going to be a total loss. But again, it's a big safety issue because if you're in a building and you have these electric fires and you have this hydrogen cyanide gas coming up through the building, you're going to see some death. So, again, I don't have all the answers, but we need more research, as we've been saying on WABC, and it's not so simple. You may see no emission coming out of the tailpipe, but somewhere down the block a few miles away, there's someone generating it through either coal, oil, or other means to generate that electricity. And as people found out, if you wanted to get out of Florida during a hurricane, good luck with an electric car. Well, now, Dr. Megalos, we have the problem of just electric bikes that have gone on fire in the projects, and now they want to ban the electric bikes because of the batteries. Is that somewhat similar in a small way compared to the larger battery fire issue in the electric cars? The problem is that the quality control and some of these factories that are making it, just like you had lithium phones, they don't even want you to put it inside the luggage on the bottom of a plane because some of them are made in some factories that they don't have a casing that's strong enough. So I think we should cry out for a national standard or an international standard on the protective coverings and sealants because they try to use the least amount of material to seal in these batteries, but they are need several layers of steel uh, of, of metal and there has to be some type of rubberized outside so that the batteries can't get wet. So we need to promote, just like they did years ago with seatbelts, we have to say, hey, we want to be better protected. Not only from that, but from EMF. Well, you know, one of the great debates, who invented this thing of ours, the radio? <laughs> was it Marconi, Marconi, the Italian, or Tesla, the Serbian? And speaking of radios, that's why there's no AM signal in most electric cars. Don't have an AM radio. Why? Because the electric motors and the batteries create such a powerful electromagnetic field that it would totally disrupt, and it sounds like a swishing sound. It's no AM radio! No, no, it's like living underneath the old Alpine antenna. You remember what they used yes. to say if you lived underneath the old Alpine antenna? It's not when you got cancer, it's not you if mean, you got it. Doctor, you mean it's dangerous to be sitting in the car when it's being charged? Yes, I actually bought an EMF meter, and I don't know. We we need more. We I'm asking questions. All I know is I bought an EMF meter at Exit 70 in Manorville. I asked somebody while he was charging, can I go near it? The EMF meter went totally wild, and that's what happens. You're sitting in a reverse Faraday cage. You have Bluetooth, Wi-Fi. You have EMF all bouncing around. We don't really know what all this stuff does, and this has concerns. The other interesting thing is when it's freezing cold weather outside, the projected mileages they give you are drop like up to 30%. Because if it's 17 degrees outside, guess what a battery does? It's not as efficient. And when a battery is cooled down, you think you're going to make it to the Hamptons, but you might only get only 75 miles instead of the 95 miles. But they don't talk about that either. But these are all things that we're going to be hearing more about, but you'll hear it first here on WABC. And yet you have state after state, including California and New York, say that all cars sold in the states have to be electric by 2035. 
Well, that's a fantasy because the electrical grid right now in the United States can't handle it. We can't even handle our air conditionings being. I up mean, air there's been reports the, uh, in California they told people don't don't plug in your cars. And the day after they said, you know, they said uh, we're going to have all electric cars by 2035, California. The next day, the, the governor gets on and then he says, you know, and he says. We don't have enough power. Don't plug in your electric car. Horse and buggy will be more reliable. Yeah. And the same same thing at Angel, they're trying to take away Marconi uh, inventing the radio and give that to Tesla, too. All right. Let's take a break. And when we come back, who knows who we have on? Hello, Kesadich. You get a happy in the pizza when your mom bought. 